Welcome to today's podcast where we will hear from Pastor Jack Crane from True Vine Missionary Baptist Church of Fort Worth, Texas as he speaks during our annual Men and Women's Day. standing at this time, all standing. What a mighty God we serve. Thank you, Dr. Bester, and all who are here to celebrate this annual Men and Women's Day. Uh, St. Emmanuel, you ought to be shouting because some churches have shut down, but you're still standing. Amen. You know, after COVID, we don't take nothing for granted. The old song that says, the Lord is blessing me right now. How do you know he's blessing you? Because he woke me up (laughs) this morning and started me on my way. So anytime I embrace the house of the Lord, uh, I don't take it for granted. Y'all have to excuse me because, you know, it's just, it's not by accident, but it's by God's divine providence that you are here today. So thank you, Pastor Garnett. Uh, thank you again, Brother Michael Deacon, Michael Newhouse. Over how many years, man? Over 50 years we've been knowing each other. And certainly one of the greatest uh, musicians and uh, in our Metroplex area because he's all over Dallas for where Michael Eddington, come on, give God a praise for him. Y'all, y'all are blessed to have him. I'm telling you right now. If Chuvine could afford him, we'd get him. Amen. But he's all over. And then my chairman deacon came to drive me. And, and Brother John Terry, longtime friend. Raise your hand, John. Thank God for him. All who are here to celebrate this uh, Men and Women's Day and Pastor Garnett, First Lady, and the St. Emmanuel Church. I'm telling you, Pastor Pullum is shouting down from heaven right now. Amen. Pastor Pullum, we're all products of Pastor Pullum. And uh, he's shouting down from heaven right now. I'm glad that I was in his life and got to meet him and talk with him. And those last 10 years or so, uh, got to know him as a mighty man of God. Amen. Uh, Let us pray. Father, thank you now. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight. O God, our God, our Lord, our Redeemer, the grass withered and the flower faded away, but the word of God shall stand forever. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank God for, and I'll got students to say amen. Amen. Come on, give him another praise, you all. Come on, let the Redeemer of the Lord say so. Somebody ought to tell the Lord thank you right there. Have he's been good to anybody other than myself? Amen. Here's a, listen, if that didn't get you, this ought to get you. He got you out of bed without you having a stroke this morning. You, you got the activities of your limbs. You can raise your hand. This ought to get somebody. Nobody had to change your diaper this morning, but you here in the house of God. So I take nothing for granted because of the goodness of God. You may be seated real quick. Uh, uh, 1 Kings 17, 1 Kings 17. I want to try to stay within the uh, uh, area of your, of your theme. I want to stay that decent and in order theme. And let me tell you, 
uh, when you talk about decent and in order, particularly for black folk, is that anybody need order? How many of you know we need order? And coming back into the church off of COVID, listen, uh, we've lost some things, but um, if God, and I was going to say this in the middle of the sermon, I may as well say it now, uh, you ought to have three shouts, John Terry. You ought to have a shout if God have delivered you from COVID. How many of you know that's a shout right there? Your second shout is you ought to have a shout that you didn't get COVID. God have protected you over COVID. And the third shout is God got you with people who had it and who didn't have it. And we can sit up and look at each other and just shout about the goodness of God. Somebody ought to just shout right there. I had it and he delivered me. He protected me from not having it. And I'm in the land of the living right now with folk who've been delivered and folk who've been protected by COVID-19. I tell people all the time, we act like God owe you. God, God don't, you don't want what you deserve. Because what you deserve, what you and I deserve, is to be dead and in our grave. But how many of you know he let somebody live today? Amen. Just two verses, and then I'm going to get out the way, and you all can, you all can. I'm, le I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and I'm going to start at verse 4. I'm going to read verse 4 and verse 8 of 1 Kings 17, New Living Translation, 1 Kings 17. Here's, here's, let me set it up. Elijah was in the land, you all, and I'll get to verse 4. He was in the land where there was a famine, and there was, there was nothing. Listen, there was, it, was, it was a land where it had dried up. And God speaks to Elijah, the man of God, and here's what he said to Elijah. Because I don't care how bad things get, God take care of his people in his own economy. How I many of you know God got a different economy than what the world, this world in our own. This is not our home. But so he says to Elijah, drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring. Ravens, yes, ravens bring you. But watch this. I have commanded them to bring you food. Jump down to verse 8. So he leave from that place because that place dried up. And then he go to the land of Sarephite. And here's what he says. And the Lord says to Elijah, go and live in the village of Sarephite near the city of Sedan. And I have instructed a widow woman there to feed you. I commanded the ravens to bring you food, and I, I, command, I instructed the widow woman to feed you. Let me, you missed it. I commanded and I instructed. Amen. Through the time that we're living now, you may be seated. Uh, I think it's important in keeping in accordance of the theme, the word obedience come to mind. In spite of what you and I have gone through in this COVID age and, and pre-COVID and post-COVID, listen, God is still looking for a church to be obedient. It's amazing how when you read this text, how the land was in a famine. The truth of the matter is, when you look around at our churches today, in America today, particularly, I can only talk about our churches and, and African-American churches. I can only talk about our churches, but when you look around spiritually, we're still in a famine. We're in a, we're in a, listen, we're in a place now where people think that God owes them. 
So here's what they'll do. They'll stay at home and say, well, uh, the best way for me to serve God is virtually. If you can get up and go to Walmart, you ought to get up and come to church. I hope somebody listening to me. It is in him we live. We move. We have our very beings. David said it like this. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go unto the house of the Lord. Listen, relationship is important. God created us for relationship and fellowship and not to stay at home at bedtime at bedtime Baptist Church. We, we got to, Pastor Garnett, we got to get everybody back in church. Thank, thank God for college students. Say amen for college students, y'all. I love, I love college students because they, they, they stay hungry all the time, and I love feeding them. Amen. But thank God for college students. Here's what I learned. Here, here's what I've learned. Again, I, I don't have very much time. I, I want to leave you with two or three things, and, and, and then I'm going to allow you to celebrate this. Uh, uh, and your men and women's day because don't take it for granted don't 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 take what god i'm looking at saint emmanuel i'm looking at all this up here now y'all ain't never had all this y'all gonna make me go home and redo my whole pulpit up in there mike you didn't tell me that this is just, i mean i'm y'all laid this thing out and then my god y'all got chairs they ain't gonna let me get rid of the pews over there. I'm telling you that. Right now. But but listen, don't take this for granted. And if God have been good to somebody, I found a new word the other day, y'all. College students help me with this new word. You know how we get up in church and we hear testimonies. God gave us, and I didn't used to be like this, but they'll laugh me out to church because I didn't like all this social media stuff. Now I'm learning how to reach people on social media. So I don't go crazy now. But God gave the church cell phones. When they can't testify in church, they could get on the cell phone and textify. Come on, come on. Don't do it. Don't do it yet. But when you get home, textify ten people and tell them God is good. I mean, you know, you can reach people through social media. When you can't reach them in church, college students, I, do I got y'all? I got y'all back. Uh, when they can't reach you, listen, when you can't reach them in church, you can pick your cell phone up. This is a new word. So if T.D. Jakes, anybody steal it, I thought of this first. You can textify. Yes, text, stuff, S-T-A, five, F-I. The goodness of God. Because the Bible says in everything. Listen, come on, in everything, give thanks. It is the will of God concerning Christ. You can testify somebody today when you get back to your dorm room and just simply tell them God is good. Don't you know it can change somebody's life when you just uh, give them inspiration and, and testify the fact that God is... I find myself in the middle of the night sometimes. Folk probably think I'm crazy. I find myself just testifying people. Say, because they, they, if they won't let you call, they won't pick up the phone. Now they'll hear that little ding on the text, y'all. They got to look at the testify. Mark Jackson was a, a, a famous coach for the Golden State Warriors before they won all those championships. 
Mark Jackson put those teams together. But for whatever reason, because of a spiritual reason, he could no longer coach the Golden State Warriors. And so he's been out of coaching for the past 10 years. And they begin to interview Mark Jackson, who was a great basketball player, now NBA analyst. And they begin to ask him, John, they say, well, why aren't you coaching? Why don't, why don't they? You still got it. You still should be a coach. And, 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 and they were just pushing him, pushing him, and, and telling him he needs to be coached. The NBA is no good. They need somebody like you. He stopped them from saying that. Here's what he said. I don't know what God have for me, but I can tell you where I don't want to be, and that's out of the will of God. Out of the will of God. So, so number one, Elijah, in this land of famine, don't fool yourself, we're still in a land of spiritual famine. We got more churches and we got more mega stuff than what we've ever had before. And what has happened across America, the mega churches have become a mega mess. Because now you got empty seats in all those meganess stuff. And I can appreciate a, a church like St. Emmanuel where a people just love the Lord. Anybody just glad to be in the house one more time? See, you can't really shout until you've been on your bed of affliction. And there was a time when you couldn't be here. But God have raised you up off your bed. God, God have done something to you. God, God have made a way for you. But here you are in the house of prayer. Because God's been better than you, than you've been to yourself. Somebody ought to thank God right there. In this land of famine, we have a different economy. That's what the Bible says. I will bless the Lord at all times. No matter what my condition is, I'll bless him in the good times. I'll, I'll bless him in the bad times. I, I'll bless him when I feel like, when I don't feel like blessing him. I'll thank him. I, if I can just get to church and just wave my hand. I don't praise him because I feel like it. I praise him because I will like it. I just bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my I don't Listen, I'm coming back without a gossip this time. How many of you know God allowed us to come back this time to get it right? Yeah, he, he wants us to get it. He wants us to be obedient. So the man of God, the Bible says, the man of God left from the place he was. You know what God want, want to do to you and for you, St. Emmanuel? He don't want you to come back to the same mindset. He want to take you to higher ground. You know, if, 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 any, if anything worth having, and in it, with, with all this right here, you think God gave y'all all this to come and say, thank you, Lordy, and that's it? Sunday morning is just the pep rally. Talk back to me if you can. When I leave here doing Monday, Tuesday, when, that's when the church begins. And we had better stop saying we are the church and start being the church. How can I be the church? I'm glad you asked. I can be the church because I can, I can be a witness for Jesus Christ. I can be a church because I can tell a lost soul that about a man named Jesus who came, hung, bled, and died so that I can have a right to the tree of life. That's being the church. Being the church is leaving the four walls of the church. Being the church is saying, I'm going to leave here, and wherever I go, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to make a difference on the job.
job. I'm going to make a difference in my neighborhood. I'm going to make a difference on the college campus. I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'll tell a dying world that the only way to heaven is through Jesus. You don't get through there through Muhammad. You don't get there through Joseph Smith. You don't get there through Islam. You don't get there through no other way but Jesus Christ. Jesus said, thank you Sunday school man, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man coming to the Father but by, I ain't confused this morning. The only way that I know I'm going to get to heaven is through Jesus. Any other way is like sinking sand. And so number one, if you're taking notes, trust God. Believe it. Listen, believe it without seeing it. I ain't got to, listen, when people tell me, when we walk by faith and not by sight, in uh, 2025, we're going to be laying groundwork for the second phase. We've seen what God done with our first building. But you know we got short memories. We'll set up in church and, and, and give God a Tanichi praise. Because we think God owe it to us. I'm telling you, if you've ever been to some of the places that I've gone, listen, everywhere I go, I will, I'll let the whole world know that I'm not ashamed of what the Lord have done for me. I got to believe in the house that's not, I got shown up real soldiers in the house of the Lord. You remember the song, we are soldiers in the army of the Lord. We have to fight or do we have to cry. We got to hold up the blood-stained banner. We got to hold it up until we die. I, listen, I believe it. I believe what God's going to do. I believe what God's going to continue to do through the St. Emmanuel Church. I'm, I'm believing that for you all. I believe in this young pastor and first lady and deacons of this church. Come on, help me. If I can believe it, you ought to believe it. I'm, 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 put, out, I'm put out with people who cannot, who don't want to uh, uh, see that our young folk can, can be on another level. Because see, if we're sitting in church and saying, hmm, they got it like I got it. See, when you got that attitude, you need to get out of the way and let the young folk take over. College students, y'all get up in here. Listen, I'm telling you, get up in this church and, and do what one of the mothers told me when my wife and I were that age. She said, just get in here and go to work. We love, and St. Emmanuel is one of the churches who really got a history of loving college students. Did y'all know that uh, there was a college choir? And they used to kill, they used to tear it up, the college, particularly in the Den area. Then they had one of the, uh, North Texas had one of the greatest college gospel choirs. And that can still happen. When some of us get out of the way and stop being mad. I don't understand. We get mad at success. Somebody doing good and get a promotion, we turn our nose up. Somebody come with a great idea and, a, and an invention and they are on fire. Here we come like professional firefighters to put the fire out, John. I'm going to do all I can. Listen, I, I don't know. Listen, they may have to take care of whatever major they, they may be an attorney, whatever they are. They may be nurses and doctors. I'm going to do all I can to pour into every college student I see. 
I believe it. Listen, the work is on the inside. Uh, a pastor out, out, of, out, of, out of El Paso, I used to do a pastor's conference with Pastor Kurt, and man, he was almost 90 years old, and they rolled him in, and he was sharp, and he, he was, I said, Pastor, how you stay sharp in a wheelchair? Man, you real sharp. Pastor, pastor said, you ought to see me on the inside. How many of you know it's an inside job when it comes to God's work? All this, and I know you're in your red, that's good, but listen, what's on the inside? It's not the outer appearance. Samuel told, God told Samuel that y'all looking for somebody tall, dark, and handsome. And they, they, and they told, you know, they church to church, give us hours, give us hours. I'm so glad that God made it plain when he chose pastors for churches. God told us, you don't do the choosing. I don't, we spoke, I know people jump up and down. We spoke, we's got a right. That ain't what God said. God said, hear me, when you do it right, I choose pastors after my own heart. You there to enjoy the ride. You, you there to be obedient. You there to, to seek me do some great and mighty things through the past. But if you choose pastors, say, God, get, here we tell God, God, get out the way. This our church. Jesus said, I hate to go to Sunday school, up on this rock, I'll build my church. Now listen, is it your church or is it his church? He said, when I build my church, the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus also said, this is my house. He must have been talking to us because see, folk lose their mind. He said, this is my house and it shall be called the house of prayer. Which means in Jesus' house, the number one thing should be going on is prayer. I know we got choir. I know we got preaching. I know we got men and women and, and all the other stuff, auxiliaries. I know we got, but if prayer is not the foundation, I'm telling you, on Christ the solid rock I stand. All other grounds is sinking sand. You and I are going to have to have a prayer life. And we have to make sure that the number one thing that happened in our churches is prayer. Listen. Don't let, don't let the football world outpray us. Somebody know where I'm going. Somebody know, know where I'm going. When that young man dropped dead on the field, here's what I noticed, John. The athletes got on their knees. When's the last time you've seen the church get on its knees? They got on their knees and they began to pray. I know I got some pastor friends say, well, you know, they're going to go back playing football. They Listen, all I know, I'm, I'm kind of like the blind man. All I know, I once was blind. I can't explain how God did it. But all I know, I once was blind. But now I see. All I know is that DeMar Hamlin was dead on the field. And you can bring all these tools to bring him back to life if you want to. But football players from both teams, football players, and, and it wasn't on a Sunday, it was on a Monday. So everybody, get, you know how God fixed that thing up. That game had to be on a Monday so the whole football world can watch it. And everybody got on their knees and began to pray that God would raise him back up. That may not be a big deal to you, but somebody who's dead... Raised him up. 
we can learn. And I couldn't bet the truth, but I went crazy. I went crazy. I said, I refuse to let a football team out pray me. I'm telling you right now, I, I refuse to let it. We have the answer in prayer. Second thing in the text, I want you to see that, that, that when we bleed God for it, not only on the outside, but on the inside, but watch God do. Look what God did in, in the work of, of, of Elijah. God do his best work when we ain't got nothing. We, we listen, when nothing else is working, that's when God can step in and do his best work. God, isn't it, isn't it something how God do his best work when we just throw our hands up and said, God, you got that baby. God, you got the young folk. God, you got my husband. God, you, I'm putting you in charge of, of my children, my house, my job. And the pastor have to do like Moses all the time. Moses said, God, you can't kill them because they're your people. God do his best work when we get out the way. I can't tell you how many times I've messed up trying to be the Holy Ghost cousin. <laughs> trying to get in there and do what, what, what God had told me to do. God said, God, God wants the church to do two things. Pray and obey. Pray and obey. And that's hard for some of us to do. We got an open book test right here. We got it right. We got all the answers to life right here. Every, there's nothing in this Bible that can't solve your problem. And so many times I failed the open book test. But what I'm finding out now, because I'm 63 now, so all that shiny stuff and all, when I was 23 and 33, I, one, I can't do what I, I want to do. Amen. When I was 23, I, ain't, I don't need to look back at 63 and try to do what I, when I was 23 and 33. If I didn't do it, I tell our men, men this, uh, uh, Brother Newhouse, if you didn't do it then, too late, move on in the Lord. But, but God do his best work when you and I get out of the way and watch him do it. He did his best work. When, when, when Pharaoh took upon the, 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 the people of, of Israel and, and they, they, they took baby Moses, watch this. They took baby Moses, put him in a basket. Thank you, Sunday school. Thank you, Sunday school, man. Put him in a basket. And watch this. Put him in the Nile River. What's in the Nile River? Crocodile? Anacondas, West Nile virus, put him in a basket. Watch how, watch how God work. God do his best work when, when, when mama say, I'm, 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 I'm throwing my hands. And in that Nile River, God created a Uber. And somehow got baby Moses back to the bosom of his mama. And that ain't the, that, that's the first shout, but, but here's the overall shout. And paid his mama. Just when the devil thought he had him, God step in and do his best work. Well, I, he wasn't through with Moses. In the midnight hour, over one point, almost two million Israelites, where, where, where Pharaoh say he was going to kill them all, Moses got them up, and they began to walk toward the Red Sea. And upon walking toward the Red Sea, God do his best work when we can't do nothing. God divided the Red Sea. 
Now, I don't know about you all. I wish I'd have been there because I'm a big Aquarian guy. And I can just imagine walking, listen, walking across through the Red Sea with no, with no mud, just dry ground. I'm looking at what God, God got an Aquarian on the left of me. God got an Aquarium on the right of me. And I'm walking. I, listen, I'm walk, listen, St. Emmanuel, God has placed you in a place now. He positioned you. If you're not to be doing nothing else, you ought to be walking. You ought to be on your way. Listen, you ought to be walking down the King's Highway witnessing. You, you shouldn't be a satisfied being where you are. Y'all missed it. Here, here, here's the shout right here. In order to get a Nile River, uh, uh, a, a Red Sea experience, you got to first pass the Nile River experience. You got to first pass. You got to have enough faith to know that, listen, it may not look good, but it's in God's hands. It may not feel good. You know how we do. I ain't feeling it. It's not by your emotions or by your feelings. Put it this way. It's not your emotions. It's how he motions. Say that one more time. It's not your emotions because we got some emotions up in here. It's how he motions. How did he motion? He motioned the basket. He motioned the Uber to make it through. Don't y'all know what's in the Nile River? Hippopotamus are in the Nile Rivers. Snakes are in the Nile River. All kind of crazy stuff. But you know, we serve a God that got everything out the way. God will get everything out the way just to see that his commandments are done. Just to see revelation come forth. The, the, the third thing is, and the fourth thing is, and I'm out of the third thing rather, and I'm out of here, is listen. Here's what I notice about God, uh, and I'm gone. I'm, 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 I promise you, I'm gone. Um, listen to this. In this walk with God, uh, this COVID thing have been a monster. We lost loved ones. We lost. My wife and I begin to count how many people. What? We lost more folk who didn't have COVID than who did. And we, we, we lost some people. But I want to let somebody know, God sent you here today out of obedience. So that's a good thing you came out of obedience because decent in the order comes with obedience. But God sent you here today. But, but listen, listen very well. You may be facing a... Uh, a situation where it's just unexplicable. You, it can't be explained. But let me tell you, you're not here by accident. You're here because of God's divine providence. And this, what, this is what I want to leave you here with. The hidden blessing always come. Always. Whenever I'm down and it's a terrible portion, a horrible portion. When when, whenever you said no four flats and not just one flat, I'm telling you, you're in trouble. But whenever it looked like that, here's what here here's the, here's the hidden blessing of Roman eight twenty eight. It's a hidden blessing. Somebody that been to Sunday school. It's a hidden Romans what. Whatever I'm, 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 I just don't have nowhere, I'm on my back and I don't have nowhere to look but up. You know what the Bible says? God is not through with you yet because all things. That's the hidden blessing. Work together for the good of them. 
that love the Lord. Not just love the Lord, but who are called according to his purpose. That's stick around long enough. Don't leave. Don't throw in the towel. Stick around long enough for the hidden blessing. Some has put it like this. Who is this king of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. And you just don't stop right there. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. Listen, leave your doors open because the king of glory shall come in. I'm going to leave you with the old song, trouble in my way. I have to cry sometime. But can I testify? But I lay awake at night. Is there anybody here had to lay awake at night? But that's all right. Because Jesus will fix it after a while. Pullum used to say, after a while, by and by, when the morning comes, all the saints of God will be gathering home. And here's what I like about a new house. We'll tell the story of how we've overcome. And he, we, we will understand it better by and by. Is there anybody here not ashamed to tell the world that I've been born again? Tell the world that through my troubled water, he brought me out. Have he brought anybody out? He put food on my table bread on my table it was God who made a way when I couldn't see my own way stand on your feet at this time I gotta get out of here out of obedience is birth watch this order in the church out of obedience that's what decent and in order happen. In this text, college students, in this text, when he obeyed God, not only did he get blessed, but the widow woman got blessed. Out of my obedience, it can not only bless me, but it can bless others around me. And if I walk decent and in order in the Lord, St. Emmanuel, you're going to see some things you've never seen before. Start believing that. Give God a hand clap of praise. Come on, start believing that. The invitation is that God have given me another chance. And I want to walk these aisles. If you're not a member, if you don't know Jesus, listen, I'm telling you, the Bible says only one way to get to heaven is that's through Jesus. That's through the Jesus of the Bible. All other ground is sinking sand. They said to me when I prayed over the state house, they said, can you, can you hold it down and not pray too radically? I said, well, y'all don't want me praying. Then. I went up and prayed in the name of Jesus to open the state house up in Austin. And let me tell you something. Folk who reveal God 
When you stand on the word of God, people will hear and follow the word of God. You may be here today and you don't even know for sure if you were to die right now. Because I, I'm, I'm, listen, you, you're talking to a pastor. I don't spend a whole lot of time inside the church in my office. I spend a lot of time on the streets. I'm trying to make it hard for people to go to hell. If you're here and you don't know for sure that if you were to die this very moment where you spend eternity, the Bible said you can know that you'll have, I didn't say it, God said it. The Bible said you can know you'll have eternal life. By one, A, I admit I can't save myself. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins and see I'm willing to confess it. If that's you, why the choir sing? Make your way down. And then you say, preacher, we need a prayer covering. We, we, need, we need to be covered in prayer, uh, 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 preacher. If you need prayer, I'm willing to pray for you. This pastor will pray for you. Make your way down while they sing. Amen. Amen. Church, you're praying while somebody may come. Anybody? Anybody? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? You don't have a church home. You need a prayer covering. Lord, I love you. You need a prayer covering. Yes, I love you. Don't leave out of here without a prayer covering. I love you. Amen. How I love you. How I love you. I really love you. I really love you.